This is the Sonic Truth. Sonic Truth is brought to you by Veritonic, the audio intelligence platform empowering marketers to understand and quantify the most effective ways to use sound. It's also brought to you by Advertising Week 360. And on each episode, we explore how sound is transforming business and reshaping our world. This week, we welcome Evan Lang, VP of Revenue and Partnerships in Audio at Vox Media. Vox has taken the news and entertainment industry by storm, becoming a major player in editorial, video, and podcast media. Vox has also found major success with shows like Explained on Netflix and its diverse portfolio of podcast programs like The Weeds, The Ezra Klein Show, Today, Explained, and Recode Decode. So sit back, relax, welcome to the Sonic Truth, and here's Evan. My name is Evan Lang. I'm the GM of the audio business here at, at Vox Media. Um, I've been at Vox Media for for five years, almost five years, which is um, like a lifetime uh, at Vox and, and, and generally in the industry. I, I started as a salesperson um, when there was really serious thought put to formalizing a business around podcasts. I was I was approached by by Marty Mo internally and asked if I was interested in on launching this business and. Um, you know, I was always a, a huge fan as a consumer of podcasts and continue to be. And, and, and so was really interested in in how Vox Media as a well-established digital publisher with some programming already in play. Right. Vergecast has been publishing since 2014 as Recline Show since 2016 and, you know, a host of other shows, how we would really develop a strategy, formalize a business and adapt what our programming approach had been into something uh, that was more informed by where we wanted to go and, and where the broader business was going. So it feels like I've been working on this business for a lot longer than two years, but it's really only been about two years, and, and we've done pretty well in that time. It's amazing to see just how, you know, in the last two years, so much has changed. And I think Vox is certainly one of the kind of reigning champions of podcasting right now. Why do you think Vox has is, is been behind so many of these these podcasts that have hit the kind of mainstream or in the top podcasts out there? Yeah, I mean, I think it starts with some really incredible talent, right? So a lot of our programs have been built around some of our most notable editorial talent, folks that are very visible in their in their verticals, right? And I think Vox Media brings real vertical authority in a way that uh, others have challenges with, at least as it relates to the scope in which we operate. So Fox.com and The Verge and Eater uh, and Recode, those brands resonate. And so, you know, I think starting with our, our vertical authority, starting with our talent has really allowed us to get off to a fast start. So um, it's that's something that we kind of continue to look at is building around the strength of our networks. It's a, a great point. I mean, you know, good talent and a good story um, that's engaging, you know, always always kind of wins in the end or, or it can, can always do well. What's, what's Vox doing? What are you doing kind of to kind of have a strategy in, in the world that's, that's growing so rapidly? We are really well entrenched in, 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 in what's happening on the platform. So, you know, that, that can help inform certainly our marketing, but also a bit of our programming understanding where there's opportunity. There's, there's obviously, you know, there's 750,000 podcasts out there. So supply is not an issue. Discoverability is an issue. And so, you know, understanding for ourselves where there might be saturation or where there might be opportunity is extremely important. From a data perspective, our decisions are informed by data. We're not necessarily driven by data, but we like to make ourselves as humans smarter with as much data as we can. Unfortunately, in podcasting, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of disparate data sources and there's a lot of fragmentation. So, you know, we are trying to pull from as many as we can. We, you know, we work with our hosting platform Megaphone, um, and they give us a lot of good consolidated uh, uh, data and, and, and kind of tools to manage that. Um, and then, you know, we, we have to work within what we have as well, and we have a huge audience digitally. And so we really look to activate them with, with audience surveys and kind of understand who they are and what they're looking for. And so, um, you know, I think we have a great advantage there. Uh, we also have our owned and operated SaaS platform called Chorus, a lot of information um, and really helps inform editorial decisioning more broadly across the company. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that people are trying to you know, figure all this out. Um, it's going to be a question about discoverability. It's going to be a question about measurement and, and using data where appropriate to understand the landscape. What's great about podcasts is brands can really kind of associate themselves very directly with a piece of content or talent. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I imagine the power of, of the brands and your shows drives some advertiser demand. And beyond that, what is the thing that people might not be thinking about as to why an advertiser would come to Vox? I think that there's going to be consolidation in 2020. And frankly, I'm stealing a little bit of a of a prediction from, from the very wise and sage uh, Scott Galloway. You know, he talks a lot about this. Premium publishers, premium content is going to matter more in 2020, I think, to advertisers than it has in the past. Because there's such supply and there's discovery issues, the ability to develop audiences, you know, within a broad network like a Vox Media podcast network has, um, and the ability to have that kind of brand equity and that trust that carries from the development of a new show, um, we are trying to be a force for evolution within the advertising space. And so, you know, what was a market built on host reads is, and, and one that was really built around direct-to-consumer brands, or at least predominantly DTC brands, is growing. And, and obviously supply is growing and ad, ad spend is growing, um, but so is the mix of, of kind of traditional brand marketers to, you know, more direct response or DTC marketers. And so scalability of host reads is challenged. The, you know, there's going to be a degradation of performance, frankly, the more reads there are, the more, you know, times we're hearing um, from, from any given host about these socks or this mattress or this credit card. So, you know, we at Vox Media have a really successful and established creative studio um, for branded content called Vox Creative. And they've done a lot of great things looking at, you know, editorially what works. How does, how does Ezra Klein engage his audience? How does Vox.com engage their audience? Um, let's look to do that and productize that for brands. And audio is a part of that, right? So certainly we're looking to create more scalability of more traditional reads. And I think of reads as more akin to what display advertising is. It's, it, it's a pretty well-defined structured vehicle for, you know, for messaging. But for branded content, you know, there are branded podcasts, which which is a space that we're starting to really lean into. But but also we create short form custom content through Vox Creative called branded segments, which really, again, look to kind of borrow from the editorial intelligence and formats of what works from our editorial programming. Um, and so a good example is Taking Today Explained. And, and Today Explained has a really defined aesthetic, I think, and a really you know, kind of sound design and pacing, and we look to take that and create audio explainers and and, and really bring that same unique uh, kind of method of communication to bear for brands. You bring up an interesting point there that I think is like a, a kind of a hot button in the, in the industry, and I'm I'm just curious, like you know, your opinion on scaling host red ads 
uh, versus other type of other types of content. I believe a, a well executed host read is as premium of an advertising product as exists in this space. And announcer read is to me a specific kind of produced content, um, but I do think produced advertising content, whether it be just a script read by voice talent or it's something maybe a bit more designed um, and a bit more produced, all the way to something that's like a two-minute segment, all the way to something that's a full-branded podcast. I think there just needs to be a lot more experimentation um, in that space because that's that's where that's where we can get scalability and ultimately, especially on the you know on the brand marketer side, and as we look to to pair digital buys with audio buys, and we want to make them as turnkey as possible from a from a buying perspective and from a from from a structure of, of of how those plans are are put together perspective that that's important that we have that kind of rotational um, you know that rotational buying methodology and you need produced content for that you can't have host reads uh, for that but so I think you know one is not going to supplant the other per se it's just finding the right use case for each. Right, and to that end, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think the the diversity of of options and being able to measure the effectiveness of those will will hopefully lead to optimization, where it's like you know we can try different things and we can hopefully get you know the the best placed and most valuable piece of content you know in the right place at the right time. I mean, that's kind of great targeted marketing, and that's something that hopefully um, will come to the audio space because ultimately that tide will will raise all the ships right if people you know advertisers can spend the money on the things that are premium and they can diversify their portfolio with the things that are kind of the mid-tier and and maybe you know go more for reach on the things that are more scalable you know if those things are all measurable and quantifiable i think that can create a create a great landscape for the industry and hopefully something that does scale because you know, ultimately i think vox and and everybody else <laughs> included including us you know want to see that how do you feel about data what is what is the role of data here for vox and and, and what's your unique take on that we would like more data for sure. Um, you know, we we are again trying to stitch together actionable data from you know from from multiple different sources. On the audio side, we don't own the point of download, so that's a bit limiting right now. From a targeting perspective, pretty limited in what we can do with data, uh, which is which is really to say we can look at consumption patterns and understand audiences that uh, have a preference for different kinds of content on our very large digital platform and then build around that behavior to bundle programming and audio to say this is something that a travel enthusiast uh, you know this is a travel enthusiast package or rotational group data is a big part of this uh, and I think it will continue to be a big part of the puzzle and you know one thing people always love to hear are best practices so there's no silver bullet right if data tells us anything what works today might not work tomorrow and what works uh, on this podcast might not work on another podcast you know, what are some things that you see are a good way to approach an ad or a good podcast ad or a good host read what are some best practices that you would throw out there uh, without giving away the secret sauce obviously yeah I mean listen to to be honest, we're we're still building out enough of a sample to say that this is the right approach for this kind of an ad or for this category. I think that we try to really borrow from what editorial does well. And so we try to look at if we're engaging a tech audience on behalf of Microsoft, who in our in our slate is doing that, whether it be, you know, topically, what is interesting 
to that audience or in terms of how sound design or how we're structuring uh, programming. And so that really feeds into the development of our segments and understanding how we engage. I think, you know, if you think about video, we have a philosophy that in video, we want to be really punchy up front and grab someone's attention and then use, use visuals. And then you can kind of get to the story post 10 seconds, let's say. In audio, you know, we're still working through that. We're trying to entertain. We're trying to inform. We want people to feel like when they're listening to custom content, at least. Um, and, but really, the same goes for a read, whether it be from a host or something produced, that, you know, it feels like editorial. We want to be clear that it's not editorial, but that it feels like there's some some fluidity and and and, and evenness from show into ad and that we're not banging people over the head with advertising. We're really respecting what the listening context is in podcasts, which is often a lean-back mood. Um, and so we try to consider all those things, but we haven't yet gotten to the point where we can look at both kind of anecdotal and, and some quantitative information to say we see performance against uh, a 60-second ad drop-off when this happens, right? So we're not there yet. We want to get there. Um, and it's, it's, it, it's an ongoing process. But certainly the science part of it is more and more informing the artistic elements of, of creative. Right. Now I'm look, that's, <laughs> that's what I spend all day and all night doing. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll figure something out at some point. Let me know. But, yeah. That's, that's look, there's a, there's a long way to go there. Um, I think it's still early and that's what makes it fun. I mean, it's, it's great to be, um, on the bleeding edge of something that, that frankly, you know, audio and, and speaking to people you know, has been around since the beginning of time. And this is just another version of it. And it's, and it's an iteration that's very dynamic. It's very measurable. Um, it just takes, you know, new technologies and a lot of patience and frankly, a community of people invested in it to, to bring it there. And this, it's fun to be a part of that. It's really what this podcast is, is kind of all about just to actually, so let's shifting gears a little bit of personal selfish question. Cause you know, there's, um, there's so many podcasts out there, you know, you get to hear more than anybody probably, you know, in your, in your job. And so what are some good ones? Like what she, you know, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a Vox specific one. What, what are the Evan, you know, recommended podcasts that, that somebody should be checking out right I now? I can't be shameless you in can, my no, recommendations. I mean, um, <laughs> be shameless as you want. You know, I just, I, you'll make my day better with good recommendations that I'll go check out. So, <laughs> but yeah. if you're a company man, I understand. Listen, I'll, I'll give a little bit of a mix. So I, um, I certainly, I love Today Explained. I listen to it every day. I think I think Today Explained has done something in the daily news space that feels really different. Um, I think, right, like daily news has been happening for decades in audio, um, and it's done really well in podcasting. And I think Today Explained both has fundamentally made a different sounding um, t- daily news show, which I think is an accomplishment, but also it really has i think it embodies the vox.com brand in audio as well as you know anything we do so that's one um i f- i love nice try which is from curbed uh that is a narrative show we did one season with avery truffleman and it's it's all about utopias and the fact that utopias actually don't exist um and that's the very definition of the word and so it really ex- it explores different attempts um at at achieving utopian communities throughout time and the inevitable uh, hilarity that ensues, but it's really not always so hilarious. But it's a, it's a great show. So there's that. Dolly Parton's America, I think, is is an easy one to say is amazing and 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 
you know, Jad is is obviously tremendous, and 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 Dolly Parton is just such a such a compelling character, and 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 someone who has transcended time and and generation. So, and then you know, honestly, I, I love Wondery programming. I listen to them for for most of my true crime needs. So, <laughs> yeah, they've got that market. Cool. No, I, I'll take the Dolly tip for sure, and uh, you know, I think. Uh, it's it's funny like there it's a great way to consume content too because I think with with podcasting you can kind of go in and you can you can sample things very easily and then you can kind of I was I was listening to Switched On Pop which I think is now on Vox but wasn't previously um sometimes they start out small and then they then they get a bigger audience because they they organically develop an audience which is fantastic um so what's next you know I saw something today like you know people don't listen to podcasts on smart speakers but but that's got to get nowhere to go but up, and that's going to be a huge market. Um, there's all these unique strategies kind of happening. You mentioned so many different things. Like, you know, kind of in closing, what what do you think is next? Yeah, well, I think smart speakers is an obvious space. I don't know that, you know, I don't know that anybody's nailed it yet, and I don't, I don't think we certainly haven't programmed specifically for smart speakers yet. Um, we are actively looking at smart speakers, and we want to make sure that we're being additive, right? So. We want to make sure that we're not just, you know, cutting from existing programming and and and, and putting that on 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 smart speakers, um, or that we're just kind of creating a shorter podcast and 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 hoping that people consume it on smart speakers. So it's, you know, it's really understanding how people interact with smart speakers, and then looking at our programming and thinking about how can we what shows are right to extend into this space, and it's something that. Frankly, we we are uh, thinking about pretty furiously uh, right now, and so for us, we are going to be entering into that space sometime in 2020. And it's maybe easier said than done, but it's but it's it's certainly an exciting new um, means of engaging and 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 bringing our programming and bringing our networks and our talent uh, to new audiences. Awesome. Well, this has been really fun, and, and there's a lot going on at Vox. There's, there's probably more. <laughs> That we even have time to spend on is just such a diverse set of content, talent, advertising, you know, new ideas. It's, it's really fun to, to learn more. And I, I think it's, it's, it's exciting to see what's happening next. So hopefully we'll, we'll get to talk again. And, and thank you so much for the time today. Yeah, Scott, thank you. It's been, been a lot of fun. <laughs>